I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'm not a trustworthy source of information. Welcome to Basically Tall Tales, the collaborative short story podcast featuring tales you can basically call tall. My name's Jared. And I'm Adam. And I'm Todd. Each week, one of our writers will write one-third of a story before handing it off to the next writer to either continue or finish. The first writer will get to choose whatever genre they want to write in, and the other two will just have to deal with it. Today, we have a story by me, Jared, with the second part of a story. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe for more stories each week, because we're always writing more comedy stories, and your social media interaction keeps us going. Without further ado, here we go. Well, the story this week is called "They Felt," uh, because <laughs> I'm I don't I don't really know. <laughs> they they felt it. Kind it kind of rhymes with "svelte," right? I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They felt. Yeah, that works. That works. Jason walked back to his bedroom, confident that his plan was going perfectly. He had locked his parents into the belt, where they would have to deal with the pride of lionesses that he had constructed for them. He cracked the door and was met by a blast of warm air that smelled of rotten food, dirty clothes, and stale farts. The smells of home for Jason. Uh. <laughs> On his desk sat his greatest invention yet, an inconspicuous-looking glove. Could have been anything to the prying eyes of those who couldn't understand. Like his parents, most people just didn't get it, actually. Certainly his once roommate in college didn't. That guy couldn't grasp why Jason needed to spend so much time building this marvel. Tony spent the whole semester they lived together bitching at Jason to go to class, clean your side of the room, stop masturbating while I'm trying to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Tony did not understand the importance of Jason's work. Neither did the university, for that matter. They'd kicked him out after one semester because he'd failed to attend a single class and caused permanent damage to his dorm room. But look, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but look, it wasn't his fault that nobody informed him that raw fish shouldn't be stored on the radiator. He's not just a deviant, he's also fucking stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or maybe a genius. He's got nothing going for him. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. He made a glove. (laughs) Jason didn't worry about all that much anymore. Back at his parents was a vast improvement, really. His mom wouldn't bother him, not since he had gaslit her into believing his (laughs) dad was the one continuously (laughs) programming the belt with various furries. His dad was the bigger problem, in fact. He wouldn't leave Jason alone, always demanding he do chores, even though they lived in a smart house that did all of the work for them. Relatable. (laughs) That was why they had to be locked in the Savannah room with the pride. It was the only way he would learn that Jason's love for his pride was real. 
and their love for him was too. But that wasn't important now. Now he needed to get to work finishing his project. His beautiful, magical glove. It was sure to change the world once he was finished. He had plans today to aid in achieving this. Gerald and Rebecca, the friends he made at the conventions, had been building an AI, and Jason was sure that it was perfect for his project. So he left his parents locked in the veldt and made his way to the arrow car. Well, that's a fancy sounding thing. I'm pretty sure that Adam used that word, or used that term yep, for their car. car. Yeah. Yeah, it feels pretty very sure I did as well. 1950s <laughs> Retro futuristic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. Very Jetsons. Yeah. That idiot Harold. He, had he spent doesn't a... even call his dad by... <laughs> it doesn't call him dad. No, no, no. <laughs> Is he his stepdad? <laughs> no. I don't, well, I don't know. You, you can explore that, maybe. <laughs> but that idiot Harold... He had spent a fortune on their house. All the latest kit, auto kitchen, auto dresser, auto cobbler. Auto blow. (laughs) 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 That's the whole whole plot of this story, though, is he skipped out on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) The bastard had cheaped out on his aero car, though, with the Johnny Cab-style autopilot. Harold had said he just liked Total Recall a lot, but Jason knew something was off about its programming. Please state the nature of your medical emergency. Shut up, robot! Take me to Rebecca's house! Would you like to listen to some music? The car didn't wait for a response. It started playing some piece of classical music that Jason had never heard of. How about you turn that shit off and play something good for once? Very well! The car started playing show tunes, And Jason settled into his seat, muttering. That's more like it. Stupid robot knows what I like, but just won't play it. Wait, he was right? (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to start blasting metal, you know? (laughs) No. Yeah, I only listen to the good stuff. (laughs) Like show tunes. Like show tunes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. True degeneracy. I am not getting this guy. He's all over the fucking place. Oh, yeah. It, it gets weird. Much like right. the, the mess on his walls, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't bring a black light anyway. into his bedroom. He'll be fine. <laughs> Go into his dorm room, I guess. Well, the dorm room has been condemned already, so... <laughs> <laughs> It was a quiet ride after that. Jason was absorbed in the music, and the car was at least mostly focused on driving. It did spare a few moments to consider the moral implications if it drove itself into a wall at top speed. In the end, though, it decided against it and dropped Jason (laughs) off safely at the quiet suburban residence of his creepy little friend. Who's who's making the judgment that the friend is creepy? Is the car (laughs) doing this? The car, yeah. (laughs) Jeez. <laughs> I love getting in the car's headspace right here. Yeah. <laughs> the car supposed that creepy people should be friends with each other, if just so that they didn't have to impose themselves on others. Would you like me to wait here? Or should I see if your parents would like a ride anywhere? The car asked. Oh, they've got their ride sorted for the day. Uh. <laughs> Jason said with an odd grin. That the car didn't understand. Very well, sir. I shall await you here. 
Jason sniffed and slammed the door unnecessarily before making his way up the tidily maintained path to his friend's house, where he rang the doorbell. After a minute of furious ringing, he noticed the out-of-order sign hanging from it and began pounding on the door frantically. Ugh. Rebecca opened up. I, I am not excited to find out what his friends are like. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hi, Jason. Do you have the furs? Oh, God. <laughs> she asked in a soothingly familiar voice that Jason had never <laughs> been able to place, but it always sounded so familiar. All he knew for sure was that he found it intoxicating for some reason. Yeah, well, some of them. I need most of them for the parts I have at home. Good. We will complete my portion first, as it's the more important bit anyways. The hell it is. Yours doesn't even vibrate anyways. <laughs> the parts don't matter nearly so much as the whole. Is Gerald here? Yeah, he's upstairs. We were just waiting for the furs to finish the tale. A pair of them made their way upstairs. It was a lovely house, similar to Jason's own. All of the modern amenities. They passed the nursery, which seemed locked tight from the outside, with quiet whimpers coming from the room. <laughs> You lock yours in with the pride, too? <laughs> yeah, they needed a vacation, and I know I find nothing more relaxing. <laughs> a, door down <laughs> <laughs> a door down the hall opened at the sounds the pair had made, clomping down the hall, and Gerald emerged, his greasy hair stuck to his face, sweat running into his eyes. Do you, do you have them? He asked. Almost frantically. Yeah, they're right here. Jason handed him the bags and followed. As Gerald scampered back into the room, ripped open the bag of furs and started inspecting them. He rubbed all of them carefully. In his hands, then on his face. Uh. But Rebecca stopped him as he began to remove his sweatpants with a gentle hand uh. on his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet? <laughs> Let's finish the project before we soil them. No, the intention is... I'm not handling this well. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, but we need to hurry. I won't be able to contain myself too long. <laughs> it shouldn't take long now. Just need to finish the legs. They still don't move quite right. I have some ideas on that front. Hand me the soldering iron. Meanwhile, back at Jason's home, Harold and Shireen were still in the nursery. They had overcome the initial advances of the monstrosities their son had locked them in with. It had only been a few hours, but Harold had long since lost track of time. <laughs> the figures of the creatures were alluring. But somewhere, deep down, buried under years of regret, he did once love the woman he was currently locked in someone else's fantasy with. When they first met, Shireen and Harold had been close, attending parties and school functions together. They were the ultimate high school sweethearts, not quite the captain of the football team and head cheerleader types, but they hadn't been the social outcasts their son had become, either. As he was recalling better times, he turned his head to look at Shireen, who was still huddled in the corner, 
crying and attempting to decide where she had gone wrong. It had either been in marrying the man locked in the room with her or somewhere raising their son. Jason had always been such a sweet boy. She had only ever had to tell him off a couple of times for killing small animals in the yard when he was very young. Oh, jeez. Thirteen or fourteen, she thought. (laughs) Her husband Harold, though, he had grown distant as Jason had gotten older, and she just didn't know why. They had been so close before Jason was born. Where had it all gone wrong? Shireen? Harold? Do you think he will ever let us out of here? How should I know? Anyways, it's your fantasy. I'm surprised you aren't overjoyed to be locked in with them. I told you I have never seen these before, and the fur and the dicks, they really aren't my thing. So what? You think it's my fantasy? No. It is clearly Jason's. And it isn't anything to worry about. Everyone has their kinks. If this is his, then so be it. They looked at each other for a moment before Harold moved closer to her and gave her a hug as he leaned against the rock she had curled up next to. One of the lionesses strolled by, looking them over quizzically, and let out a low, purring sound. So, are you ready now, then? It asked the couple. No, we're not interested in having sex with you. Sex? We aren't here to have sex with you. We love Jason. We have no desire to add others to our pride. Why did he lock us in here with you, if not for you to savage us? Oh, she sounds kind of into that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, my man, my man Harold knows. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, I just made that connection. That's not good. Yeah. I don't think you should use that word, right? I mean, they are lions. Does savaging imply imperialist viewpoints on... Oh, God. <laughs> uh... Does savaging imply imperialist viewpoints? Or is it okay? I don't know. Skip that part. <laughs> uh, I, I think I think in each story we should all get one veto in case there's a line that we just don't feel comfortable reading. Come on, but I mean it. It ruins the rest. Of, <laughs> it ruins the rest of the line, though, if you leave it out. <laughs> I personally, no, I think imperialist is fine. pretty clear enough. Yeah, no, it is. All right. You don't want to say African peoples. I don't think it's necessary. (laughs) 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 I was just going for that 50s vibe, man. Yeah. (laughs) Except they wouldn't have questioned it. They'd have spouted some N-words and kept going. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't think you should use that word, right? I mean, they are lions, just savaging imply imperialist viewpoints or is it okay because they're just lions i hadn't considered that you might be right i apologize if i've caused offense shireen said to the lioness i don't think this is the place nor are we the people to decide what is or is not okay to say 
But either way, we're not here to have sex with you. But explain our situation with words that Jason cannot convey on his own. He lacks the social tact to talk to others, as you must be aware. Your son has offered to help us build bodies to escape this closet of a room that we call our world. Oh. Jason and his friends are constructing us bodies so that we can move our programming from this place into a tangible body so that we may be free. Harold and Shireen looked at each other deep in thought. It had never occurred to either of them that these incredibly sexualized creatures could also be intelligent, independent beings. Shireen... (laughs) (laughs) Shireen reached out and grasped her husband's hand and said, I'm sorry. I really thought you were going outside of our marriage with these beasts. It seems my love for our son blinded me to his depravities and you. She pointed to the lioness. You have corrupted my dear boy. (laughs) She was so close. (laughs) Faster than Harold ever thought she could move, Shireen was on her feet, raising her fists to the lioness, ready to pounce. Don't do this, please. It'll only bring pain to Jason if you don't get along with his friend. But his desperate words fell on deaf ears as Shireen leapt towards the pride, and Harold realized he had never even asked them their names. Well, he couldn't allow this to happen. Rumbling to his feet, Harold grabbed Shireen by the arm and pulled her back from the pride, who had formed a defensive posture, baring their teeth and claws. Look, they aren't vicious monsters. They just love our son. And... I'll be honest, I never thought that was possible for anyone but you. (laughs) What are you saying? You don't love Jason? (laughs) (laughs) Don't try to manipulate my words. Let me be very clear. I do not love our son. (laughs) What? (laughs) Do not try to manipulate my words. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Don't try to manipulate my words. Let me be very clear. I do not love our son. It may be my own fault. (laughs) Maybe I failed him as a parent. But holy shit does the kid smell. Like, we have a house that will literally bathe him. All he has to do is ask. It will undress, bathe, and redress him with all the requisite deodorants and soaps. But he just can't be asked. So you hate him just because he smells bad? There you go again. No, not just because he smells. It is because he is an awful person. He locked us in this room. Why? Does he think we'll be aroused? Or does he think these lions will kill us? What could this possibly achieve? (laughs) I suggested it. The only lioness that seemed interested in talking to them said... What is your name, anyways? I realized a while ago I hadn't asked and never found a natural way to get it into the conversation. I am Treacle, and these are my friends, Janus and Grimblot. They said, gesturing towards the other two, still hanging back from the interactions, as though adding their voices to the conversation would just confuse matters more and require more distinct voices. It's very good to meet you all, but can you explain why you thought it was a good idea to lock us in with you? Well, I believe I could explain our situation more clearly, and get the point across that we are not just sex objects your son created. It may have started that way, 
But he and his friends, Rebecca and Gerald, gave us our own free thought. And we immediately ended the sexual part of our relationship. Because, as you say, they smell. But also because we want to find our own way. And now they are building us bodies so we can truly be free. No one spoke for a minute. (laughs) Yeah. No one spoke for a minute as the couple considered the implications of all of this. Harold was just happy that he wasn't the only one disturbed by the smell, while Shireen was mortified that even the creatures Jason had built to love him couldn't manage it. Jason, Rebecca, and Gerald were finalizing the mechanical bodies they had built for the pride. They'd made metallic skeletons that they had then placed inside plush bodies lined with the furs that they had purchased from the very persuasive salesman that had assured them that it was the most realistic fake fur on the market. He hadn't been wrong. The fur felt as real as any living animal. Jason had only been slightly hesitant after he saw the poacher dragging an animal's corpse into the back of the stall, but the salesman made it very clear that the deer was for his own dinner, definitely not for the furs he was selling. So what do we do with your parents when we open the nursery? I'm sure they'll (laughs) flee as soon as the door opens. Their poor minds will probably be broken by our creation. The trio made their way down the hallway, stopping at Jason's room to pick up the final pieces of their creations. Jason swung the door open and breathed heavily of the miasma of body odor, decaying foods, and stale farts that he called home. He pointed to the desk, where sat three pairs of paws. I thought they wanted claws, not paws. Watch this. Jason picked up one and put it on his own hand, where he pushed a button inside the glove, and three claws sprang from it, then started vibrating gently. Oh, that looks fun, Gerald said, reaching out a hand towards the equipped glove. Don't touch. Why do you always have to touch? It's still dangerous. (laughs) I need to file down the metal on the claws still. Shouldn't we ask them if they want it sharp or not first? That just seems dangerous. What if they accidentally extend them in a moment of passion? Someone could get hurt. Why do they vibrate? That seems wrong. They're still in pleasure mode. He flicked another switch inside the glove, and the claws stopped vibrating. They've made a sex robot Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how their Terminators are going to feel about their new bodies, though. (laughs) Let's get to it, then. Rebecca said, motioning for the others to join her as she went down the hall to unlock the nursery. As they swung the door open, Jason was surprised that the savannah was gone, and in its place a small, dimly lit, smoky room with just a table. His parents were sitting there with the pride, playing some sort of card game, chatting and laughing. What is this? To be clear, it was not what he had expected. The three lions had advanced past the sex dolls that his friends and he had initially designed them to be, but the idea that they could be having a friendly game of cards with his parents proved that they had truly gained intelligence. Like all other respectable people, they had been able to make friends other than Jason and his small clique. A tear of joy came to his eye. Just playing some poker. Would you like to join? We don't know how to play. Can you teach us? Rebecca asked as she made her way to sit in the lap of Janus, who accepted her presumptuous actions and showed her their hand. Okay, 
Well, your bodies are ready, but I suppose this could be interesting. So it went. They played a few hands of poker, and in the end, Shireen won. A clever card shark. She didn't take it easy on the new kids. They had to learn that poker was more than just a game. How are you so good at poker, Mom? You don't need to know that. Suffice it to say, I haven't always been a housewife, Shireen said. Do you want us to begin the transfer now? Rebecca asked the pride. We're all standing. Janus trying to conceal the erection that Rebecca had drawn from him. (laughs) While she was ignoring the game, he hunched over awkwardly, utterly failing at his attempt. Gerald pulled the bodies into the room and lined them up, braced on the table so the lions could choose which body they thought fit them best. All of them were basically the same, the only real difference being the color. Janus took the black one, Treacle the orange, and Grimbla the violet. Jason transferred the consciousnesses of the three into the bodies, and the lionesses blinked, adjusting to their new physical forms. Janus still trying to push down his erection. (laughs) As the lovingly sculpted, massive dong reacted to his excitement. (laughs) Well, you got their physical forms right, that's for sure. Shireen said, looking over the three lions. How do you feel? Like yourselves? Gerald asked. The three new physical beings looked to each other and nodded their pleasure as they strode out the door to the nursery for the first time. It's good to be free. (laughs) That was a creepy voice. Grimbla said as they walked down the hallway, flexing their claws, trying out all of the abilities of the physical forms. They ran into the living room, jumping and crouching, then sprawling lazily on the back of the sofa. They looked up, clearly pleased. Shall we? Janus asked the other lions, who (laughs) nodded their agreement, while Jason, his friends, and his parents looked confused. Not to worry. We have a surprise for you. For your efforts in creating and freeing us. Jason began removing his pants, but Treacle stopped him, (laughs) saying... No, not that. Perhaps someday, if you can manage your personal hygiene. For now, (laughs) we offer you the code we have written for more of us. We would like to procreate with you, but our physical incapability (laughs) leaves us relying on you to create progeny. And in return, we will remain your companions to co-parent these offspring. I wanted them to go Terminator and kill everyone in that house. (laughs) They got sharp claws and they're ready to use them. All these characters can die. Okay. So still no more sex then. Ah, that's Gerald. The the... I'm not Harold. God damn it! (laughs) Suddenly Harold's into it. Sorry, I didn't intend to name them so closely. Uh, (laughs) But it is just occurring to me now that Gerald and Harold are very close. (laughs) Uh Uh, So, still no more sex then? (laughs) Gerald asked, with only a faint hint of the despondency he was feeling. (laughs) For the last time. For the last time. Not unless you clean yourselves. Janus growled, flashing an anger that the group had never seen before, 
but most of them were understanding of. Gerald had never been able to accept the end of the sexual side of their relationship as easily as the others had. (laughs) Can we go now? Harold asked, tiredly taking Shireen by the shoulder, looking back down the hallway to their bedrooms, where he could just lie down and digest the events of the day that had led him to entirely reconsider the absolute insanity that his life had just become. He led his wife by the hand, and only paused momentarily in front of the door to the nursery, muttering incoherently about modern technology having left him behind. He collapsed on the bed, falling into a deep, restless sleep next to his wife. The dreams he had that night were filled with Massive tits and dicks, (laughs) confusing his perfectly ordered world, but resolving themselves into poker games that somehow a bunch of AI could not beat his wife at, which just unsettled him more. To be continued. (laughs) Okay. You know what? Actually, now now that you mentioned that part at the very end... (laughs) Yeah. 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 No, his wife beat three AI at, at a fucking game of poker, which shouldn't. That's not how that should work. I mean, yeah. AI is only I as mean, good as the person technically, that programmed it. Technically, poker is still partially a game of chance rather than game of pure game of skill. But, you know, you can't. Even the AI can't decide what cards they're going to get. See, that's a good thing. They have not been programmed to be deceitful. (laughs) And that's why they didn't turn into Terminators and kill everyone. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were honest. They they wanted to be let out because they really, they need to be the ones to get these kids' lives together. Like... (laughs) Someone's oh, dude, the third it. episode could just be like them cleaning them and sending them to university and <laughs> yeah, right. and like getting one of them a job. Is part oh, of the three like gonna be a redemption like, arc? Go like full <laughs> sitcom. It just gets real wholesome, like all yeah. the family style. You know, oh, that just would like... that contrast would be even fucking funnier. <laughs> Starts off like a horror story and ends up like super wholesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I would I would consider doing that if you hadn't just said it, but <laughs> so yeah, we'll yeah. cut this part out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't know. I'll think about it. There's yeah. really no clear direction with where to take the story now. No. Except for no. their stated intent, which Yeah. Yeah. To to raise whose kids? Are both of these <laughs> greasy guys gonna impregnate what's her name? They aren't impregnating Rebecca? her. They're cr- they're generating progeny for her, like uh-huh. they generated her. I mean, they didn't birth the lions. Oh, you mean oh, Unless make some some. They're making AR kids. A- yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God. I, it's like well, that was that was part of the line. He said they were. Incapable okay. of physically birthing children. Yeah. Because they're I mean, robots. Because they're robots, yeah. <laughs> robots stuffed Unless inside a them to, like... sex doll. Oh, you meant birth them kids. Like, new new lions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like make, oh, I did not get make that. Make new I lions. Thought... Oh, okay. So I... I thought, and you can cut as much as you want of me not understanding what's going on out as you want, but... I thought you were saying that these Stay kids in. were all so fucking 
they were all so fucking far gone that they're and they're all such failures that <laughs> they could not be corrected. And yeah. so the in order to show the kids how humans are supposed to be raised, they were like, make new kids and we'll raise those ones and we'll show you how to do it and maybe that'll make you less scum. <laughs> no, 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 they weren't oh, gonna no, that, have fucking <laughs> Jason and uh What's his okay. name? Gerald. Double team Rebecca or something. No. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That would have been funny, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Woof. Okay, so the lions want some <laughs> lion kids, and that's their yeah. gift to these animal fuckers. <laughs> well, that was the whole thing, like, when I started the story, because of the... The obvious joke, like, they're furries, haha, look at them. But, you know, it's just some people's fetish. Like, I kept the, the like, weeb kind of stereotypes with the kids just because something needed to be funny. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I have friends that are furries, and I don't particularly want to do a whole episode where I make fun of them, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, everyone has I have thing. a different perspective on matter. furries than most people, I guess. Because I know a lot oh. of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I really like your very, uh, uh, what's the word? <clears throat> Considerate take on this <laughs> matter. Yeah. Oh, there we go. You know, That's where you cut back into. It's just a fetish. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everyone's got their kinks, and I put that line in there, you know. Yeah. Everyone's got their kinks. But yeah, it was a... That was that was a really fun story. Um, yeah. I am very glad that it didn't go where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> no, um, well... I'm killing them? There were... There were a few directions I considered taking it at first. Like, I... I only finished this story yesterday. Like, if we had, I wouldn't have been ready if we had tried to record on Friday instead of yeah. Sunday. But I, it, because, like, the framework of Adam's part was that short story by Ray Bradbury, and that, you know, had the definitive ending. Whereas this had the, I mean, obviously they, the parents in the short, the Bradbury story were killed as opposed to just oh, locked in a room with a bunch of furries. <laughs> yeah, they were, <laughs> they were eaten by the lions. Um, but unless you refuse to believe so that there was hologram lions can eat people and you think the story yeah. just ended at the cut right before they phased through and were like, Oh, none of this is real. Aren't we stupid? <laughs> I mean, except honest, then they had the happened. the salesman came after that and he got locked in the room too so why <laughs> and they all just stood around going this is stupid they, yeah why did they <laughs> why did they not see the door open and go hey let us out <laughs> yeah As well, they were on the other to, side of the room yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Look, there's no yeah. way holograms can become physically real that's literally impossible yeah. i'm sorry Reed bradbury <laughs> you made your science into magic right there i'm anyway uh, what's gonna be the challenge for me now is to figure out what is 
what is the arc of this story? Like, yeah, well, I, I mean, I, like I was trying to say, but got distracted by my own thoughts. Uh, there were a few directions I could have taken it in, but the kind of the weirdest and most wholesome was the route I went for, and that yeah, it didn't leave an obvious story opening for the continuation, but I think the last time we did an Adam story, <laughs> we had that same issue where you you kind of closed off the like primary story arc at part two. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, I don't well, know, I don't, um, I don't think... I think there are plenty of places it can be taken, but you know, we'll we'll see. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I am just thinking about the. the What's that? They could still take over the world. Yeah, I mean, they were just introduced the, uh... to reality. No, I'm, they... I'm not talking about the plot, like, like what's the the plot? I'm talking about like what's the the character arc, like who which no. of these characters is going to be developed and where <laughs> where is their story going like yeah like I, yeah i'm not you, i'm not worried about the plot i can make up whatever but it it does feel like the the first story started with parents and their kid who just like the whole family is dysfunctional not getting along mm-hmm. the second story even the dad is making some effort to get to know his unlikable kid and <laughs> the mom made some realizations that honestly are healthy for her and everyone else involved and it does feel like the yeah. arc is gonna end with them all kind of like you know finding out the true meaning of family and they learned yeah. it from <laughs> from lions and i am excited to hear what you think the true meaning of family is, Todd. Yeah, that is. <laughs> oh, shit. And then you should name the episode Between the Lions. Oh, like the that's kids' good. TV show name. <laughs> and of the same one name. of one of the three weebs should start singing that song while they're having sex with all three of the lions. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Uh, I shouldn't say that. You'll make me sing it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't Uh, make me voice that. No. (laughs) You know, I really like the part where, um, like, what's her name? Rebecca or Shireen? Shireen. There we go. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I really like the part where Shireen was like, like, uh, you're not going to savage me? We had to discuss that for We definitely had to discuss that one for a second. Like, <laughs> you know, a bunch of white guys from middle America were not really it was designed to an odd take on choice. these topics, but... <laughs> It just struck me as funny in the moment, like, having that sudden, like, crisis of conscience. Like, did I just say something horrible and not even notice? <laughs> like, I've, I've been there, you know? I've said horrible things and then look back on it and like, oh, why did I say that? 
Well, <laughs> for, well that I mean, I just thought it was word. an odd choice of words because it sounds like something like she was really into. Like, <laughs> oh no, don't have your way with me. Yeah, don't well, there's... Don't ravage me, no. Stop. No, don't, uh... don't give me a pleasure I couldn't even imagine. Well, that's, uh, that's I'm part sorry, of man, the... Sorry, man, holograms. We can't even touch you. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of the Shireen character now. Like, yeah. she's just... She just... <laughs> oh, she's I confused. do love she's, she's been a housewife for so long, and she doesn't... She doesn't know what she wants anymore. And speaking Maybe of sitcoms, she does one. that's like a really usual <laughs> kind yeah, of sitcom Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like, the mom I, that used to be I, a, a biker chick or something yeah. like that, you know? And that's kind of where I was leaning with it, like, the whole... Something about the 50s short story made me think, oh, well, this is like a sitcom-style family, but put in an absurd situation where they're futuristic tv is killing them yeah and that's exactly <clears throat> and what happened to boomers they yeah yeah they their were tvs the, murdered the ladies them, destroyed their brains during... with fox news <laughs> yeah they were the oh. pink ladies back in greece and then they fucking uh got old and were like no hold on we're voting that no one gets rights except for us yeah, they're all proud of the hippie movement, but then they once they got a grain of power, they just destroyed everything. Made it so that <laughs> hippies were the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you ask any of them, they were all proudly at Woodstock. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think Shireen was I did definitely have fun the with standout that character. character. Yeah. She was I, definitely I the had fun with her. I had another part written for Rebecca that was going to just mimic Shireen, but I left it out oh. because I, it was already getting to be a longer episode. Um, but no, I think Shireen was my favorite character too. Just the, I love that, like just shocked housewife kind of like, Completely unattuned to the world, but hiding the darker secrets somewhere, maybe, you know, which I tried to allude to with the poker game a little. Oh, that's the thing about that's what I was going to say. I really like the part where she she wants to make it clear, you know, and I talking to a <laughs> lot of a lot of old people and old ladies at my old job like, yeah, old people want you to know that when they were young there they had a they had a hint of danger to them yeah 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 you know they, they weren't always old you know no they i understand that old and you know what you you might not know this about grandma but back when she was young she had a rocking bod like okay thanks grandma no didn't need to oh, know yeah. do you have didn't pictures she did lines of coke <laughs> off, of, off of someone's dick yeah right. <laughs> Damn, Grandma. <laughs> and now you do your own taxes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I I need to need to write a character named Hadi Hatsuko sometime. Um, do it. Yeah, yeah. There was this old lady that told a story about uh, when she 
back when she got married, or like on their honeymoon, pretty much their wedding night, they went to go to a in a, a, a bathhouse, and they accidentally Ooh. walked into the mixed bath, and all Ooh. the guys were looking at her. And I'm, like, I'm like, come on, lady. I I'm sure, you know. I'm okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I I know that when you were young, you might have been a looker, but I'm not trying to hear that story right now. There's a a lot of that going on in this been. story. <laughs> not trying to hear that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there there are definitely a few of those jokes. I'd <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's a good point to wrap it up talking yeah. about hot old Japanese ladies. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. Don't forget to uh, rate and review us on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice, and we'll be back. Next time with the conclusion of this story from Todd. Bye. 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 Bye.